Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Thank you for joining me today. Welcome to your show, Fruit for Your Soul. I'm your spiritual life coach, Cardelia Reed. You know, I um, I realized the Holy Spirit has been nudging me, telling me that the entire season two has been focused on unifying the body of Christ and therefore finding your place in the body of Christ. And I didn't realize that until I thought about each particular podcast is in a segment and a sequence. And particularly, this is going to pick up from where I left off before. We've been talking about spirituality and religion versus religion and even bringing back the church. But there's only one way you can do all that and understand all that, and that is having your own unique relationship with the Holy Spirit. And you hear about that, and that's something that I've learned about growing up. But, you know, how exactly do you have that, and what does that mean, you know? So that brings me to my title for today, which is Spirituality, Intimacy, Love, and how all of that comes together to create balance in your life. Now, just to give you an example of how my life is governed by this throughout the day, um, I will tell you that everything that I do, I'm, I'm getting to the point where I'm about, I would say 85% mostly spiritual in my daily walk, which simply means that I consult and I conversate with the Holy Spirit throughout most of the things that I say and do. And I say most because I'm learning as each day goes by how to take everything to the Holy Spirit and to hear from him and everything, just as King David did. King David had a heart for God, had a heart for Jesus, and he didn't make any decisions unless he consulted with the Holy Spirit, and that's what made him so great. That's what made him King David, and that's why he left a legacy for his entire, uh, for his kids and their kids and generations to come, but he left a legacy for his entire uh, family line. So, Recently, I was just in a situation where um, I was around a very controlling person, and I did not like that at all. Um, I don't like to be in controlling environments, and I've, I've dealt with this so much, and I felt like I had passed the test many times, and I thought that, you know, maybe there's something else God wanted me to learn, which I knew that, but it was like, what else could there be? So I was kind of irritated by it. It was a very controlling situation, and so I was talking to the Holy Spirit, but I said, well, what is it that you want me to learn? So the Holy Spirit said to me, what do you see? And I said, well, I see fear, I see control, I see oppression, I see insecurity, I see Jezebel, I see a vagabond spirit, I saw so many things. And he said, well, call out the spirits that you see, and what are you going to do about those spirits? Well, I knew that in order to have anything occur, that I needed to pray in the supernatural, pray in the spirit to see the changes that I want to see occur in the natural. And with that, that simply meant take those spirits, call them out one by one, bind them, release them, and let them know they have no authority and no place in my life. And I finally got to the point, I was doing this every day. I said, you know what? I'm going to bind them and release them back into eternity and never to return again. And in the mighty name of Jesus. Now, surely when I actually started this, that was an immediate change. It's like that particular controlling force wanted to say something to me, but couldn't had something deep down inside, but it just wasn't manifesting out the way they, this person wanted it to. And sure enough, that was working. And so then I realized, you know what? This prayer should not be all about me. I should help the people that I'm working with. So let's pray for that entire situation. It can't just be about me, right? Let's pray and help them as well because people that I was around didn't realize that they were under the spell of this person. But one thing that was for sure, they were fearful of this person. And everything around them 
had it was governed by what this person said or did. And so they were not making any decisions on their own. So I went back and prayed for the entire situation and everybody involved to break up that tension in the atmosphere. And sure enough, the atmosphere started to change. People started opening up more, talking more, being more in touch with who they are and feeling more comfortable, you know, not feeling that their power or their authority was being stolen indirectly through the person that was um, trying to control them, but that also was coming from the enemy. And this is one thing I try to be very cognizant of throughout my day, but um, most importantly, I cannot do this if I'm not aware of what's inside of me and who's inside of me. And that brings me right back to my topic for today. And that is with spirituality. Uh, we're going to start talking about spirituality first. And Wikipedia, I like to talk, uh, use Wikipedia simply because it's a very simple uh, resource, but also that it's something that most people can relate to and go to quickly. And, you know, also we use the Bible, but we're going to start trying to understand the difference in what spirituality actually is versus just something else. And I know I kind of said this in my other podcast, but in this particularly uh, podcast, I'm going to go a little bit deeper. So spirituality um, originally developed from the early Christianity, referring to a life or oriented toward the Holy Spirit or an encounter toward one's own inner dimension. What that's simply saying is knowing, understanding, getting to know what's in you. You remember what the Bible says, draw close to God and he will draw close to you. So when Jesus actually left and the disciples were getting sad, he said, I don't leave, the comforter will not come. So when the comforter will come, you will have me with you all the time and everywhere. That is the comforter and that is knowing what's in us. And that is what creates the spirituality and freedom to understand that it's the Holy Spirit that governs us. So I used to think about that inner voice, that instinct before i even started hearing from the holy spirit i would think that you know there's something telling me to do this or not to do that and sure enough my instinct was always right and you know i would find out from the result of the situation whether i made the decision the instinct was telling me or not i found out from the result well one thing i found is that that instinct or the holy spirit it's never wrong. Now, I've been wrong many times, but that instinct is never wrong. It never guided me towards a different direction. So one would start to think, why is it that I did not listen to it more? And as I started become more and uh, started getting more and more into my spiritual walk, I started listening to it more. And once God started confirming things to other people, because the one thing you can be in a room full of people, different people, everybody looks different, acting different, but the one thing you have in common with the Holy Spirit, that is that one force that resides over the entire room, the entire situation, the entire world for that matter. But when God starts sending different people that know nothing about you, that come up to you and they talk to you and somewhere in their conversation, they start confirming things that the Holy Spirit has talked to you about that no one else could have known because he just said it this morning, you hadn't said it to anybody, then that's when you're starting to become more aware of who he is and how right he is and how he always leads you to the right direction. So that brings me into my next topic, which is intimacy. Now, intimacy is uh, what we have with the Holy Spirit. And this is our first relationship. When the Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and all things shall be added unto you, that simply means exactly what it says. That is our first relationship with the Holy Spirit, which means we feel as he feels. We see the world from a spiritual perspective, although we are physical beings. We know that the Holy Spirit dwells within us, and we are highly aware that he is there. 
How are we aware? Because we're constantly hearing from him. From him, We're constantly in conversation with him. We know that with him, we don't feel fear. We're feeling more comfort and peace and joy. That's that inner foundation that's keeping you still. That is very difficult for people that's kind of stressed out and out of control to understand. That is because you are aware of what is in you. Uh, you know, you feel the peace, confidence, security, grace, and mercy. And once we become hearers from God, we become more obedient, which means that he will tell you what to do. And then you start doing exactly what he says. That obedience brings on more conversation with him because he starts talking back to you more. And then with that comes the favor and the blessings that adds to your life, which once again, your life starts to exhibit exactly what King David exhibited. That is the wealth, peace, joy, legacy, everything else that follows what the Holy Spirit promises us. So one of the things that, you know, when you're growing up, there are four things that you're always looking for in a relationship, and that is security comfort, acceptance, and value. And those are the things that the Holy Spirit starts to give us. So we don't start looking for that in intimate relationships with other people or from what we understand what that intimacy is. We understand that Christ accepts us the way we are. With that, we become doers and seekers of the word. Now, what will happen is he will start speaking to you even about words and verses in the Bible. And then as you look those up, those words confirm that. Or you can read something in the Bible that confirms something the Holy Spirit has just given you or vice versa. Either way, we have to be hearers, doers, and seekers of the word. And also reading the Bible and hearing from the Holy Spirit goes hand in hand. One thing you have to keep in mind is that when you are reading the Bible, it does not substitute for feeling and having that relationship there. God is always concerned about our relationship with the Holy Spirit above all else and everything else. Because with that, we know if we did not have that, everything else would be destroyed in our lives. So case in point, the enemy is always after our relationships. Think about it. As you are growing up as a child, if you don't have that relationship you think you should have from your mother or your father or a caregiver, if you don't have that comfort or peace or joy from them then everything you know about relationships if there's no healing gets destroyed thereafter uh, we start developing relationships or what we call intimacy with other people based on that unstable foundation thus it creates a whirlwind of very ripped apart torn apart relationships and people end up older and sometimes they even die without ever experiencing what true intimacy is. And that intimacy can only be created with your first relationship. Remember, if the enemy can destroy those relationships through people that you have grown up with, he will, he knows that he can also destroy your relationship with Christ because you'll be so ripped apart and broken from those relationships that you will not focus on what's truly inside of you. He's always trying to get you to second guess yourself, make you feel insecure. Everything that the Holy Spirit gives us the security, the comfort, the grace, the peace, the all accepting, we start to feel the opposite of that. And then we work through our entire lives compensating for that feeling. So it's just good to know. It's just good to know that relationship gives you that foundation, uh, what you're looking for. And that foundation is what kickstarts 
okay? When you have that intimacy, it kickstarts the understanding to what true love really is. This brings me to the topic of love. Now, we know we have these purposes in life. We know we love Christ. We love our neighbors as we love ourselves. Now, let me ask you this question. How can you possibly love anyone if you don't understand what's in you? Because what happens is you start to love people based on what you've been taught as love. And we know that wherever, however we grew up, these people showed us love the best way they knew. But they showed us love based on how their parents showed them and their parents showed them and so on and so forth. And they, once again, they did the best they could. But the truth is we're giving love based on imperfect people that showed us love. We don't go back to that true source of real love. Love in Christ is unconditional without expectations or limitations, meaning someone doesn't have to make a certain amount of money for us to love them. Someone doesn't have to have a job title for us to love them. Someone doesn't have to smell a certain way. We can love homeless people. We can love whoever God places in our path or anyone that we consider that God brings us in contact with. We have an open heart for loving people as Christ loves us. Now, you can't do that by yourself because you have to understand what that true love is. I am convinced that if we understand this true love, there will be a whole lot less single people in this world wanting and longing for marriage and saying, okay, it's just not going to happen. It's not going to happen. But the truth is they have to be more aware of what's inside of them. And only when they are aware of what's inside of them will they be able to have that true love and intimacy with other people. Now, when we talk about intimacy and love, you know, it doesn't have to be a physical romantic love. We're talking about an agape love, the kind of love that Jesus had for the people that crucified him on the cross when he said, forgive them, Lord, for they know not what they do. And even with that, he still died and was resurrected and came back for the world. He still came back for everyone to come. And you have to know that just as you have to be intentional about accepting this into your life, you have to know that loving this kind of way with no conditions, um, with, yeah, that's right, with no conditions, with no expectations or limitations, you have to know that it is a choice and then the feeling will come when you accept exactly what the Holy Spirit has given you inside. Now, sometimes it's just as simple as, God, teach me how to love others. How do you want me to love this person? I don't like this person's behavior. I don't accept their behavior. But I want to love them because that is what you have told me to do. That is what I'm supposed to do because you love me. Teach me how to forgive this person. What am I supposed to do? And not only will the Holy Spirit fulfill that prayer, but he's going to bring someone to your life to show you how. To show you how to do these things. You cannot be expected to know how to do these things. And this goes back to what the Bible says, my people perish because they lack knowledge. A lot of us, the enemy is focused on keeping us ignorant of what God has for us and what's in us. Okay? Because he knows once we truly understand what's in us, that intimacy and that true love that Christ has for us, a lot of the problems in the world will be solved. They really will. It's so hard to have a relationship without the love. Because a lot of us in this world are focusing right in the intimate area. The intimate area is us just creating attachments for people here and there, whether it's with friends, families, co-workers, uh, in relationships or in marriages. We're creating intimacy 
without understanding what true love is, without being governed by spirituality, without knowing what's inside of us, and thus we leave a trail of broken relationships and heartbreaks and resentment and bitterness and just carrying around hurt. There's no healing. There's no deliverance from what we've gone through. There's no understanding. Thus, no peace. So, here's the thing. How do you make sure that does not happen? You've got to start with the first relationship. The first relationship is understanding what true intimacy is. When you understand this, you can have an intimate relationship with anyone that will allow it with you. It doesn't matter if it's a male or a female because intimacy is not about sex. Now, when you don't understand love or spirituality, you tend to think that intimacy has to be about sex. But no, it's not. Intimacy is just connection and understanding and providing everything that the Holy Spirit has in you. Being highly aware of that and confident and so assured of that, you're willing to share it with someone else. And you want them to understand that. So your spirit becomes open and available and receptive, not only to what the Holy Spirit has with you, but how your spirit and your shining as a vessel for others to create that connection with you as well. Those are such important concepts. And when you have all these things, it tends to create balance in your life. So Proverbs 11, 1 says, um, A false balance is an, is an abomination to the Lord, but a just weight is his delight. It is, I'm going to back up just so you can understand. Can you have spirituality without intimacy or love? The question becomes, when it's just spirituality, what are you spiritual for? What are you doing? What is governing you? I mean, it becomes so many questions. So many people are actually doing that. I see that in so many different religions. But I don't see the love. And there's definitely not an intimacy there. So how is it that we're governed by and who is it that we're governed by when we just focus on what spirituality is? We have to be aware of what that spirituality means. And who are we striving towards to be like? Can you have intimacy without spirituality and love? And the truth is, when you have that, it's just dangling out there. It's like a dangling modifier. It's like, okay, we create that, we create it, create it. But then you become so disappointed in the results of that because you don't understand. You're not governed by spirituality. And you definitely, the love is lacking. It's like, where is the love? Can you have love without intimacy or spirituality? Spirituality. And the truth is, you can attempt to have that. And you can give that love based on what you know. But that's all that is about that love will always have limitations on it. And we see it so much in our society. I hear it every day. I do not like this person. I can't stand this person. I hate that person. That does not work for me. I don't want to be around that person. This person has to make this kind of money. This person has to have this kind of job title. This person has to be in this club. In limitations. That is not governed by an intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit. That is beyond the shadow of a doubt, the enemy bringing you down, keeping you in bondage. And the more you find yourself making those limitations, the more you find yourself limiting how you love yourself. If you truly want to know who people are governed by or who you're governed by, look at how you treat yourself and look at how you treat others. Remember, you know who they are based on what they do. How do you recognize a tree? You recognize a tree based on the fruit that it bears. So even if people didn't open up their mouths, even if you didn't open up your mouth, look at your actions. How are you treating other people? How are you loving yourself? Remember, this is a true test of just about every story in the Bible. Everyone was always tested with, how do I love my neighbor as I love myself? And how do I love Christ? 
how do I love Christ? When we saw what people were absolutely loving Christ and placing Christ first and had that intimate relationship and constantly in conversation with the Holy Spirit, constantly around Jesus in the Bible, for example, they started to make better decisions for the most part. For the most part. Now, number one, you're not going to be perfect, but you can always strive to get back on the right track, even when you're veering off a little bit. Those are the things that matter the absolute most. So it goes back to that balance, and I want you to understand, in healthy relationships, you should have a great balance of women and men friends. This is just my example to you. And uh, it does not matter, um, you know, if you want to, whatever they're looking for you to do. Because a lot of people base their friendship on, okay, well, this person is that. No, you make your decision whether you're going to love them or connect with them or not, but you cannot control how they respond or react to you. You cannot control what they want from you. Um, a lot of women are concerned that, okay, I can't be his friend because he just wants sex. Well, that has nothing to do with you. That's between him and God. You have made the choice. Say, hey, you know what? I can be your friend. I can love you. I can connect with you because you never know that can be a mutual relationship. Now, obviously, when there comes to love, when it comes to love, there are boundaries as well. And those boundaries, when you govern and live and discerning with the Holy Spirit, he's going to tell you, hey, this is probably not the best person or this is a good person. And there's something I want you to learn from him. There's something he can learn from you. There's a mutual relationship there. That's really what it is. So keep a well-balanced of women and men friends. Don't necessarily be around people and around a lot of people that's more like you because you're not going to learn anything and it's very difficult for anyone to grow. It's okay to, to make intimate relationships with all different kinds of people because that's the kind of relationship we have with the Holy Spirit and to know and understand what's truly in us. Once again, I am so sure that if we understood the intimacy and if we had the balance of where God places us and what's in us, it would be so much easier to meet people and create intimacy with other people because we're allowing God to use us. Remember, a lot of times we are the only examples of Christ that most people will see. And that's something we have to keep in mind. You know, um, one of the things that I hear a lot, um, I hear a lot of people walking around, they tell stories about living in fear over certain situations and they have fear and they have this um, this pain, resentment against their family members. And it's just a constant cycle. And the more we talk about it, the worse it gets. It's not like, you know, sometimes I hear them say, okay, I want to get better. But they're always complaining about the problem. You hear this a lot. If you're not the one doing that, a lot of us do it. And I've done it, you know, in the past. And one thing I realize is that, number one, we're not speaking life into it. The Holy Spirit is going to always give us the ability to speak life with our words into every situation that we don't like. Number two is, he's going to give us the ability to create balance there. Are you loving that person regardless? You don't have to accept that behavior, but are you loving them? Are you loving them? Can you love them? That was one of the challenges. That's one of the things that actually freed me with my marriage, understanding what the agape love is. That is the love, once again, that Jesus has for us. Can you love them even though you don't accept the behavior? I keep having to make sure I stress that because a lot of times you'll say, okay, I can't love this person because, but the truth is you don't have to accept the things that they do wrong. Can you still love them because you understand how much Christ loves you and how much you love yourself and how you're governed by Christ and how you love the relationship that you have with the Holy Spirit. Can you be guided by that? That is what makes a difference. Now, then you start speaking life into what you want to see in that situation with that person. Because I know just as you're listening to this, you're thinking about how bad certain things have gotten in your life. 
whether it's with a friend, a family member, whatever it is, finances, it doesn't matter what it is. The truth is, the enemy has somewhere gone deep down inside to cause the manifestation of those issues in your life. And he's done that by indirectly attacking your first relationship. So think about things that have been ripped and torn apart in your life. And like I say, it doesn't matter what the problem is, but think about those things that have been ripped and torn apart because that's going to show um, and how you respond to the situation and it's going to affect how you react to people as well. Uh, so this is how you go and do that test on, okay, am I being governed by the Holy Spirit? How do I feel about this situation? Um, what, what can I learn from this? What is it that Christ is leading me to do? And, you know, I remember they used to have that saying, what would Jesus do? When the truth is, you don't truly understand what Jesus would do unless you had the Holy Spirit in you, governing you on what to do. We're not called to be the Messiah to the world. We are called to just love and do the things that Christ leads us to do from within us. And we know that, once again, from that intimate relationship. Okay. I hope you enjoyed this, and my prayer for you is that this frees you once again from any bondage that you've had in your life with any relationships that you've had with people. And I, I know it's not the easiest thing to do, but remember, you're not the only one that's dealt with that. But I know the feelings can be very real, and it's very difficult because you're trying to get through that. Just know that we can reverse this process by going back to that first real relationship. And that's what truly is inside of us. Listen to that voice. Draw close to him, and he will draw close to you. That's my time. Uh, love at Cardelia.com. You can reach me, send me emails, send me feedback. I am really looking to talk to you. I'm really looking to pray with you. I'm really looking to meet with you. And uh, it doesn't matter how. It could be email or whatever, but I'd love to hear your feedback on this. Uh, look me up at uh, podcast.cardelia.com. Um, also, I'm on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play. Uh, tune in. I'm all over online. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm looking for you on the next podcast. Remember, if nothing else, Jesus loves you and so do I. Bye-bye.